0: Welcome to Dentists, Puns, and Money. I'm your host, Sean Terrell, and my guest in this episode is Larissa Banting. Larissa is an accredited publicist and the founder of LBPR. Larissa explains the power of publicity for a dentist, especially in the local media. We discuss how, even in the age of social media, a dentist can position themselves for appearances on local television, radio, and in newspaper articles, and why that type of publicity is much more effective than advertising when it comes to attracting new patients. As a reminder, our affiliated firm, Dentist Exit Planning, helps dentists on their journey toward financial independence. If you are a dentist interested in finding your eventual exit from active practice, we are here to help, whether you're three months or 30 years away. To schedule an initial consultation with us, visit DentistExit.com, click Schedule Meeting at the top right corner of the main page, and then select Discovery Meeting. And with that introduction, I hope you enjoy my conversation with Larissa Banting. All right, Larissa Banting, welcome to Dentists, Puns, and Money. I'm excited to hear your story and thank you for joining us.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me, Sean. I'm excited to be here.
0: So the, the place I always like to start that I think is helpful is if the audience knows a little bit of uh, the guest's backstory before we dive into your particular area of expertise. And sort of with that in mind, could you share a few details about your journey and sort of how you've reached this current point of your career?
1: Okay, well, it's a buckle up, because it's a bit of an interesting journey. I started out, I was a dancer. So I danced professionally for a while. And then I kind of fell into doing publicity. And actually back in 1993. And I've had a wide range of clients ranging from everyone from Bombay, Bombay Sapphire Gin, to um, the city of St. Albert. And that's interesting because I was actually the head of crisis communications for Y2K. If you remember back in 1999, when we thought the world was going to end at the stroke of midnight. Uh, So I was in charge of that, worked for film festivals. um, And part of that is what brought me down to where I live now, which is Costa Rica. So I was working on a movie of the week. We were filming here in Atlantic coast of Costa Rica. And I found met this really cute actor from here. And uh, he's now my husband going on over 20 years next year. So that's how I ended up in Costa Rica. And when I moved down here, that was in 2002. And I don't know if you remember, but we were still on dial-up internet back then. There was no Facebook because Zuckerberg was still in high school. And um, I couldn't do my job as a publicist in Costa Rica because at that point, I did not speak Spanish. I couldn't serve my clients up in Canada. So I had to pivot. And at that point, I um, started a wedding destination company and didn't have any money to advertise because back then you had to advertise in the glossy magazines and one ad could... Well, you could buy a car, (laughs) for the same price of one of those ads. So I actually hired um, a publicist in New York who knew the wedding industry and and travel. And the rest, as they say, is history. I got on to um, like Martha Stewart Living Radio. I did a whole PR uh, campaign when I went up to New York and met with all the editors of the different bridal magazines, which then got my weddings into those magazines and a couple of years later, I was named by Destination Weddings and Honeymoons magazine as one of the t- top 30 destination planners in the world. Was I? I? Honestly, I don't know, Sean. I think it was just because they saw me everywhere because that's the power of publicity. So that was in my third year of business. And what happened the next year was we hit seven figures. And because of the publicity, and I didn't spend any money on ads at that point, there was no social media because it just didn't exist. And it, we got to the point where we grew our business to 14 employees. I not only as a, you know, I'm a publicist, but I also have been on the other side as a client, and can attest to the power of publicity. So now that things have, have changed. You know, we have the internet and we have all this amazing ability to connect across the world. I was able to start my agency, LBPR, and we've got a wonderful range of clients, everyone from entrepreneurs to, to startups and dentists.
0: Yeah. And before we even dive into how dentists should think about publicity, I'm, I'm curious just to make sure I understand your story. So you had the wedding destination company that you started and through wanting to grow that and create revenue for that, you you realized that you needed to obtain some publicity for yourself. And in doing so, you sort of learned sort of the tricks of the trade in doing that, that you've now went out and focused only on publicity for a, a, a number of different industries and applied some of those same tricks and tools and tips uh, across the board.
1: Um, well, actually, I've been doing PR since 1993. And I also was, I actually have my accreditation from the canadian public relations society I, I i gained that in 1999 so i have like that solid background from doing it in the 90s and then you know being on the other side working because you know it was a very it was a completely different world in pr back in the 90s to how it is today so you know i i used pr to grow my my other business here And then because of the advent of the internet and being interconnected, I was able to uh, go back to doing public relations. And so, yeah, updating it as I guess you would say for the 21st century.
0: It all came full circle. Okay.
1: Exactly.
0: I follow a little bit better now. Uh, Maybe let's just start really high level. What is publicity? How would you define that?
1: Okay. Well, publicity often gets placed under the the umbrella of marketing. And so there is some confusion there. What publicity isn't is not paid, right? So you've got your marketing, which is, you know, social, you know, social mark, like social media is one aspect of it. Then you've got the paid ads, which is the other aspect. But publicity is really what we call earned media. So that's getting into magazines, newspaper, onto television, onto radio, podcasts, even guesting on someone's blog, you're there because your story has earned the merit to be featured by whatever that medium is to their audience, right? So it's not a pay to play. You're not, not paying to, hey, put my story into your magazine. You're there because the story writer, the editor um, as well has said, hey, this is this is some information our audience needs to hear or needs to read about. So that's why it's so valuable. In fact, the studies show it's 10 times more valuable than buying an ad because it's a neutral third party. I'll illustrate this really quickly for you, Sean. Imagine if you saw an ad for a new Italian restaurant in a a newspaper, you'd probably see it and go, yeah, okay, maybe I'll check it out. But then you're talking to your best friend. And they're like, oh my gosh, Sean, we just went to this this Italian restaurant. You have to go. It is the best pizza this side of Florence, Italy. Now what are you going to do? You're making a beeline for that restaurant because your best friend who had nothing to gain by talking about that restaurant just told you, you have to go check it out. So of course you're going to value their opinion much more than you would an ad that the restaurant paid to put into the that magazine, and it's the same way when it comes to the media. Because if you're featured on a podcast, for example, um, that's going to have a lot more weight and merit to the audience than seeing an ad somewhere that they were able to just you know place by by paying for it.
0: Right, you see the ad, and you're like, well, of course they're going to say their restaurant is the best. They're a little bit biased. But in your example, if it's if it's a third party, if it is someone in the media that has. That either should be impartial or at least the perception of being impartial, that's going to carry a lot of more weight in terms of credibility of whatever that message is.
1: Exactly. So your credibility and your authority is just skyrockets when you are featured by the media.
0: So maybe transitioning to dentistry a little bit and how this fits in and how dentists can can use this, you know, so much of the world now it's, it's a, well, so much of business, I should say it's a global marketplace. So many more people are working more remotely in 2022 than, than ever before. Uh, But that's not necessarily true in dentistry because there still needs to be a physical in the same room interaction between dentists and their patients. So maybe starting there, how can dentists think about publicity, understanding that that geographic circle needs to be a lot tighter than it would be for, for other businesses.
1: Right, well, and and this is the thing, I feel like dentists, I mean, not not just dentists, but most industries don't even realize that they're missing the boat when it comes to publicity because a lot of people just don't understand how it works. So in the case of a dentist, Sam, Mary Smith has got a toothache and Mary needs to find a dentist and she doesn't know anything about dentistry. So who is she going to go to? Maybe someone who's close to her or someone's likely the name that she recognizes. So if she's seen a dentist that's been in the newspaper. Maybe they were on like the, the morning program that she watches every morning while she's sipping her coffee, you know, to get her day going. That's who she's going to say, Oh, I should go see Dr. Jones because Dr. Jones was on, you know, good morning, Iowa talking about the importance of using a certain type of toothbrush. Right. So it's that, that, proximity is because that Dr. Jones was featured in the media, right? Is Dr. Jones necessarily the, 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 you know, the number one dentist, maybe not, but the perception is that, oh my gosh, Dr. Jones was featured on the morning program in my hometown. He's the expert. He's the go-to dentist. I need to go check him out. And if Dr. Jones is also like featured in the local newspaper featured in the, you know, the local magazine, maybe doing local radio shows, then that perception just continues to grow. And everyone's like, oh, well, who's the first name in dentistry? Dr. Jones, because he's everywhere. And that is the power of the local media. You don't need to be on Forbes. You don't need to be on, you know, like the today show. Your local media has got the, the power that you as a dentist need because you want to be the go-to dentist in your hometown. You don't care about, you know, I mean, you know, it'd be great to be seen nationally, but really if someone is in Los Angeles looking for a dentist, they're not going to go to Dr. Jones in Iowa. So this is why, you know, the local media, they're, they're looking for stories. They're looking for the local people to feature. And so, you know, all you have to do as a dentist is start tapping into that resource be the resource for them, be there giving them, hey, here's a great story idea, because the media needs you just as much as you need them,
0: right? Yeah. And in the example that you gave, it's interesting because those media appearances would be a differentiator for someone, any other dentist who they may not know, if they've seen someone on TV, or they've seen them quoted in the newspaper a handful of times, I would think that would separate them from any other dentist.
1: Exactly because they're not they're not just buying it's not like they bought an ad in the newspaper they are being highlighted by the newspaper as the authority when it comes to dentistry in that particular town like you know that's like the good housekeeping stamp of approval you you can't do any better than that right so if if the if the general public is seeing that dentist being presented by the media as the foremost expert in town. Well, that's how people are going to think about them. And that's the name that's going to be at the top of mind when they need to go to a dentist. So on that
0: topic, and we chatted a little bit before we hit record, I have a background in working in local media. And I was a sports anchor for a local for several local television stations. But I lived in a TV newsroom where I worked in a TV newsroom for 10 years. My wife is still a television journalist and has been doing it for going on 12 years and you know when I was sort of thinking about this and preparing for our interview my my first thought was well it'd be really hard for someone to want to do a story on dentistry unless there was something very very topical going on in the world that made interviewing or talking to a dentist very important for that given day and in television news like you come in you don't have a story at the beginning of the day you have to have something on the air at 10 o'clock at night so there's there's not a lot of turnaround time but as we chatted and then this is how I'm trying to tee it up for you there's there's maybe a lot of other examples of publicity or ways to get on local television or in local newspapers that are the opposite of that, where there's a morning shows is one example where they have a lot more airtime to fill or local newspapers that uh, maybe have a little bit more space to fill. Those are a couple examples. And I'm I'm answering the question for you at this point, but uh, (laughs) could you take it from there and maybe elaborate on kind of how I've teed that up?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like I, when I um, teach people how to do publicity, I always say start with the low-hanging fruit, right? Where are those audiences? Like where where are the locations that need your story? So, like you said, the local newspaper—they always have, you know. This the media is like a black hole, right? It's it needs material twenty-four-seven. It never sleeps, and it's never going to be like okay, we're done right they need fresh material every day and as you said like you you can't go to camera or you can't go to print and be like oh gosh well i didn't get my story done if, no you that's your job you have to have a story in and so the media is looking for stories and if you can come to them and say hey local newspaper i've got this idea about you know, so many people they they don't understand what type of different toothpaste like we could you know talk about the how there's been an explosion of toothpaste on the market. When you think about it, you go to the grocery store and there's like thirty five different brands of toothpaste and they all do something different. Which one do I need? Because as a dentist, you know that depending on you know what kind of where your dental health is at, you know maybe you you have a teenage daughter like I do who has braces and I can't buy any whitening tell um. For her, right? If you last thing you want is with braces is whitening toothpaste because it can, I guess, damage your teeth from my understanding. So right there is like, you're coming to with a solution. Like what you want to do is say, hey, Here's the problem that your viewers or your readers or your listeners are having. I have the answer. You no, know, let's let's help them make their lives a little bit simpler. So if you start thinking about it from that perspective, you're not there asking the media to you know do a story about me, please. You're approaching them as, hey, your audience needs information. I have some great information to give them. Let's help your audience together. So now you're going to them as an, ex- an expert partner. And that's exactly what the media needs. So if you can come to them with some story ideas ready to go, then that's half the battle because they're like, oh my gosh, great. I don't have to think about coming up with a story idea. And this is perfect. My audience needs this information. What are the best teeth whitening kits to to, to do? How often do I, should I replace my toothbrush? You know, like those types of stories, these are actual stories the national media has been asking dentists to comment on, Right. Like literally every day, there's like media from all across the country looking for dentists to weigh in on stories because, I mean, they need expert advice. So just think about like what are the common questions that you run into into your, with your practice on a daily basis? Start making a little list. There you go. Those are your story ideas. And, you know, going into like, think about the morning programs. They usually have anywhere from two to three hours every single day. They have to fill up. And so, if you can tap into that and say, Hey, guess what? I've got, you know, I can come on air for, you know, three minutes and talk about, you know, bring some props and show here's the best way to brush your teeth. Or, Hey, did you realize that you've been brushing your teeth wrong all along? Let me show you the right way to do it. And boom, they're going to be, that's perfect. Right. And you never know if you do a great job, they might ask you to come back on a regular basis. Now, imagine. How valuable would that be for you and your practice if you had an ongoing segment in the morning television program that lasts three to four minutes, you know, maybe once a week or once every once a month? How much would you have to pay in advertising to have the equivalent of three or four minutes on air? So you start looking at it that way. It's incredible exposure, but also you are being positioned by the media as the number one dentist in town. And you can take this idea and you can do it with, you know, talk radio. You could approach the local newspapers, you know, the local magazines. The other thing that you want to keep track of is what is going on in the news cycle? Is there some celebrity that's having some issues with, with their teeth? You could approach the media and say, hey, well, I'm a dentist. I can give you the professional background about what our profession would talk, would say about this particular situation going on. Or maybe there is um, a new study that has come out. You can approach the media and say, hey, this study just came out saying X, Y, Z. Um, you know, I'm here to talk about that. And I can give you some expert advice, whether this, you know, is this study something that we have to change because of this? what the study is telling us? Or is this, Maybe this study is a little bit off and you don't have to really pay any attention to it. So there's always something going on and a way for you to tap into the news cycle.
0: And you mentioned the news cycle. I'll add a little context here. Just be prepared. And this is all great stuff and, and great ideas. I I agree with the approach. I was just going to add for the audience as someone who worked in television news, always be prepared. If, if, if the plane crash happens in your town, that your segment might not air that day that gets dropped in television news in that example. So there is sort of this hierarchy of, of news. And sometimes when there's you know, a slow news day to use the stereotypical example, things can make it in the show versus other days when there's uh, larger headlines or bigger things happening, elections, whatever it is that sometimes producers and news directors will move less uh, urgent matters, if you will, to the bottom of the total pole. Yeah. And maybe you can speak to that in terms of uh, your experience working with Dennis and helping them with this.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, for me, when we work with clients, tel- television, to be honest, is something that we usually don't recommend that they start getting into until they've had a little more experience under their belt, so to speak, because as you know, Sean, even though people now might have done a gazillion Zoom calls and, you know, uh, Facebook lives and whatnot, somehow still seeing the camera come on that red light and people can freeze, right? Like the deer <laughs> in the headlights.
0: I've seen and I like,
1: yeah, it's like oh my god, and I I see it with my own clients even doing you know Zoom interviews with the, with television stations because a lot of television stations are still using Zoom and it's the same thing. It's like they just have this different energy and nervousness. So my recommendation is you know start small, try pitching some story ideas to like the local newspaper, then work your way to maybe some of the local radio stations that are always looking for um, like and especially because you know with dentistry is health and as you guys know i mean i don't have to i don't have to tell you your dental health can affect your overall body health which is like something i think most people don't understand that and i you know that's a story in itself you know like how one like a toothache can actually end up being something that you can end up sending you to the hospital if you're not careful about it so so you know start positioning yourself with some simple um, stories uh you know what what's the story that you can talk about That the listener or the reader is going to be able to walk away and implement and see a little bit better, you know, their life is just a little bit better. For, for that, maybe from choosing the right electric toothpaste, uh, sorry, the electric toothbrush to um, maybe understanding like, oh yeah, gosh, I really need to floss on a more regular basis, or, oh, I should go get this toothache, you know, checked because it could be something more serious. All of those, the amazing things that the dentists know and how important it is for dental health, and the general public has no idea, right? So start putting those those story ideas out there so that you are seeing as a fount of information, and you're there to help. Like, I want to help you not only have better dental health, but have better overall health and a better life, right? Yep.
0: So social media is one example of like a dentist trying to do it themselves in terms of Promoting their practice, for lack of a better word. For, you know, and dentists are so busy, they have to be good at clinical dentistry, they're running a business, they have employees. What are some baby steps? Obviously, to, you mentioned some ideas to think of topics to talk about, but then once a dentist has some ideas, what's the next step that they can take, short of hiring a PR firm or or someone like yourself to sort of position themselves or reach out to uh, media to start to? get their voice out there
1: there people are very busy obviously especially if you're running a busy practice and if you have someone that's helping you maybe you have a blog that you're doing on a regular basis i think a lot of dentists i see are doing this so maybe think about how do i take one idea and use it as many different ways as possible so maybe let's take the example of why is it a, talking about toothbrushes so maybe you're doing a blog post about toothbrushes you know Talking about you know how often do you need to replace your toothbrush? Why? What happens if you don't? Uh, What's better, electric or manual? So you can start just writing a blog post about that, and then take that idea, and you can go to say like your local newspaper or maybe like a radio station, and and pitch the story to say you know if you're look who's doing writing about health or lifestyle in your newspaper and find who that writer is, and then just reach out to them with a quick email and say, hey, you know, hey, Susan, um, I'm, you know, Dr. Jones. And I think that, you know, people don't realize that how using a toothbrush for too long can negatively affect their overall health. So that, or, you know, like something like, is that old toothbrush going to cost you a, a, a visit to the emergency room? You know, that's kind of like the, one of those, like, oh my God, headline headlines, but then you can back it up and say, did you know that by changing your toothbrush out every X number of months, you, people can uh, eventually get this type of a sickness or whatever. Right. Cause then that's like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. Right. Talk, tell me more about this. <laughs> and then you, uh, Dr. Jones can be like, well, great. Well, I can, you know, talk to you about all of these different points. Basically everything that you've talked about in your blog all that research material, you present it and say, well, I can address this, this, and this in a story and I can give you the research. And that way, you know, you can help your readers understand the importance of changing their toothbrushes. So they're not going to have serious health problems down the road. So that's just a very simple way of, of thinking about how can I take my knowledge and apply it to the make it as a media story, right? Like what's going to be that hook Think about like when you're scrolling through like on Facebook, BuzzFeed does a great job of that with the headlines, the, the, the those hooky headlines. You want to stop and be like, "Oh, I have to read more." Think about that. What are the outcomes if people don't follow your advice? It's like you know the you know keeping your not throwing out your toothbrush every six months could land you in uh, the doctor's office. That's one of those headlines that people stop and go, "Wait, what?" Because it's like, I what are you talking about? That sounds really dire. I need to know more. So, right? Like you want, you don't want to be like clickbaity, but you want to to stop the scroll. What? How can I frame this? That's going to make people want to stop and say, tell me more.
0: So at the other end of the spectrum would be a dentist who hears this and is like, well, that's a great idea. Everyone's doing social media. No one's trying to do local media anymore and, and being well-known there. And they would hire a, a publicist specialist or an accredited publicist like yourself to help. What does that look like for a dentist?
1: Well, I mean, as a publicist, what we do is your our client's job is, is being experts in their field, not trying to put together pitches and reach out to the media. So we try to keep things as minimal impact for our clients as possible. So what we'll do is, you know, in our case is we'll come up with, you know, we keep an eye on what, what are kind of the hot topics right now in the overall media regarding dentistry, for example. So we'll keep an eye and say, okay, well, There's a lot of chatter right now asking about toothpaste, like what's the right toothpaste to use, depending on what your particular dental needs are, dental hygiene needs are. We'll come up with the idea. We'll ask the dentist, can you answer these couple of simple questions, maybe through a voice memo, um, through Voxer, through Messenger, whatever. We take that and then we would write it and submit it to the outlets if they wanted contributing writers. Or we would go and take that information and turn it into a pitch and pitch the local magazines, newspapers, radio stations. And again, like with a little bit of media training, you know, working with the dentist so they feel comfortable enough getting them onto the local television program, the morning programs, because that is such a, there's just so valuable to build your audience and your authority. So, I mean, that's the thing. Like If you're kind of the first one out of the gate and take control of the local media, You're the, you're the king of the castle, right? Like you are at the top of the mountain because you've now just positioned yourself as the go-to. So, I mean, if you, if you can't do it yourself, it's, it's not a huge investment to outsource it to someone who can take care of that for you, because you're going to be filling your your appointment schedule pretty quickly. Once you're seen as like the go-to dentist.
0: And what's the normal timeline to work? On that, I mean, obviously, you can't just do it for a month. What's a what's a normal expectation in terms of when a dentist would start seeing an impact in getting their name in print or getting appearances in television?
1: I mean, as you know, like everything uh, is nothing's guaranteed because it's not like an ad where you just throw your money down and they'll, you know, Facebook will take it and put the ad up. It's coming up with the right pitch. But generally, with local media, they're hungry, right? They need to fill up that space and. If you can come with a really great story idea, there's a good chance that you could start getting some features within a month. Um, we say, like, usually we really start things, seeing things happen, I'd say, at two to three months because you need to get a little bit of that traction. Case in point, today, is interesting because we're, we're speaking today, exactly two months ago, I had pitched a story, and mind you, this was for, was for national media, um, to Business Insider. To a writer, I've already we've already got a relationship, and she's featured other um, clients of ours. And I heard nothing, and then all of a sudden today, I got the email from her. Okay, yeah, we we want to go and run the story. <laughs> Can we get these questions answered by your client? And having worked with, you know, Business Insider is the largest business uh, outlet in the world. They have 73 million unique viewers per month.
0: I think I follow them on Twitter.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they have over 220 million followers on social media. So yeah, they're huge. And because they're so big and because they're so well-respected, they really are very careful about making sure that whatever information they're presenting has been verified. So the last story we had with one of our clients, it took them two months with two months of fact checking, she had to give them all this background information, facts, figures, uh, follow up interviews, follow up interviews, the follow up interviews before the story ran. So with l- like national media, if you know, it, it is a much longer window, but usually with your local media, you know, something like saying like radio, you know, you can pitch a story to radio and, and maybe, you know, the next. Week or two, you you'll get on with local newspapers. It's something like the lifestyle section or the health section. Sometimes they have those features that run like once a week, and so it depends on how how many slots have already been spoken for, leading you know for the next couple of uh, features. So it's it's kind of like it all depends. And again, if there's something happening in the news story where they need someone to talk about teeth, then that's an, a great opportunity to jump in. And, and get featured.
0: Interesting, interesting stuff. So, as we uh, start to wrap things up here, Larissa, is there anything that I haven't hit on related to publicity for a dentist in a dental practice that you think would be important to mention?
1: Well, I mean, I, I think the, it's the power of the media. Like you were saying, you know, social media, definitely everyone's on social media. The thing about getting into what we call, quote, traditional media, which also includes podcasts, even though it's not so much traditional, is that it's evergreen right once you have been featured in any of these outlets it's there for years and years and that has the power to of the seo right because if something if a, out, a website that is much higher with google and usually with these media outlets they do because you know they have so many viewers or followers if they're backlinking to you that is going to help raise your seo up further up, higher up the scale, it's going to make you um, a lot more visible when people go to search. So that's one thing to keep in mind. And if someone were to go, you know, and, and type in a certain thing, and you've read, you've been in a story about that, that term is going to come up, and your name's going to be there. So there is a power that that traditional media has that you don't have when it comes to social media. And and same with ads. Once you stop running an ad, it's gone, right? It, it's not going to show up in Google. Um. So, but media does. The the other thing I wanted to bring up is that there's also, you know, every day of the year, there's some sort of special day being, you know, from talk like a pirate day to national donut day, whatever, there's all of these special days. And the media is always looking for stories, right? They're always looking for a fresh take on something, a fresh voice. So if you can tap into like Halloween, that's a biggie for dentists, right? Because of course, how do you have a healthy teeth and all those candies being thrown around to the kids. So if you can kind of tap into that, like that's a given for dentists. You could also talk about, you know, the holidays or summer vacation. Um, A lot of kids are out playing sports now. How do you keep their their teeth healthy? What steps do you take to make sure that little Johnny isn't going to lose his front teeth um, because he got hit in the mouth with a baseball, right? Or what What do you do if Don Johnny gets hit in the mouth with a baseball? So start thinking about your knowledge is so valuable. And how do you slot it in into what's going on uh, out in the world right now? And it's just, that's all you have to do is just be on top of it. Just start thinking. I think a lot of people discount that they're ready for the media because they feel like they have to be the Kardashian or whatever. And the reality is the Kardashians were nothing until they got into the media, right? The media made the Kardashians and you as a dentist have so much experience and so much knowledge and the rest of us mere mortals need that information. So if you can give that information through the media, you're going to become a very important asset to the media outlets because they need to have great stories for their audiences because if they don't, if the audiences aren't finding those stories at with that particular outlet. They're going to go to the next outlet down the you know next door who does have those stories. So start thinking about where can I get that information out because people need your knowledge. And trust me, if you start approaching the media, they're going to eat it up.
0: Larissa, for dentists listening that are interested in finding out more about you and, and your company, uh, w- what's the best place to find you?
1: Well, I mean, I am the only Larissa Banting in the world, so it's um, funny enough. I mean, my general website is larissavanting.com but I do have a special freebie for everybody. It is FamousInFive.com backslash dentist. And It's an article, uh, you know, talking about publicity for dentistry and how you can use it in your practice. And I'm also giving a special calendar. It's called 365 Days to Power Up Your Publicity. And it has well over a thousand of these special days that you can tap into and use to start getting yourself as the local go to expert for dentistry in your hometown.
0: So that was. I had famousin5.net forward Famous. slash dentist. Is that the, oh, the correct that's link? Correct.
1: Okay, that cool. is the correct link. Sorry. Yes.
0: <laughs> we'll listen to
1: Sean. Don't listen to me.
0: Well, I wrote it in my notes and we'll link it in the show notes as well. And then what was the last piece that you mentioned there just to make sure we're clear was the days of the year?
1: The th- Yes. If you go to that link, famousin5.net backslash dentist, you will also be able to get your copy of the calendar 365 days to power up your publicity. And that will give you all of these special days that you can tap into.
0: And then last question, the name of the podcast is dentist puns and money. I'm going to tee up for your best or or worst dentist joke.
1: Okay. Are you ready for this one? I'm ready. What's another name for a dentist's office?
0: I do not know.
1: A filling station.
0: Billy. <laughs> very good that is uh that's an, another good dental pun i appreciate it that is larissa banting accredited publicist and founder of lbpr larissa thank you for sharing your expertise and for being a guest on dentists puns and money
1: thanks so much for having me sean
0: thanks for listening to dentists puns and money for more information about my day job which is guiding dentists to their financial off-ramp from active practice You can visit DentistExit.com and there you can find more information about us, sign up for our email newsletter, or schedule a discovery call with Sean. And that's me. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. And also please share the podcast with your friends and colleagues. As for the boring legal stuff... Dentist Exit Planning and Terrell Advisors, LLC is a registered investment advisor. The information presented should not be interpreted or construed as investment, legal, tax, financial planning, or wealth management advice. It does not substitute for personalized investment or financial planning from Dentist Exit Planning or Terrell Advisors, LLC. This podcast conveys the views and opinions of Sean Terrell and the information herein should not be considered a solicitation to engage in a particular investment or financial planning strategy. Information presented is for educational purposes only and past performance is not indicative of future results.